Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Dare Prayers Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your sovereignty over us, Lord. And we just thank you that you continue to give us excellent ideas, Lord, so that way we can glorify you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us the light so that way we can be light in the darkness, Lord. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning. Welcome, everybody. We're here. Glad you're with us. As we continue our discussion and study on the Lord's house. This morning we are going forward in Exodus 27 and we'll be discussing the courts of the tabernacle. So if you are blessed by this message, I just ask that you like it, that you subscribe or follow us on any of our platforms where you can find us Mm -hmm. and share this message with someone else so they too can learn and grow and be blessed in the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. So, can I get a volunteer to read in Exodus 27, verses 9 through 20, actually no, 9 through 19, please. I will. You shall make, you shall make a court of the tabernacle. For the south side, there shall be hangings for the court made of fine woven linen, 100 cubits long for one side. And its twenty pillars and their twenty sockets shall be bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their bands shall be silver. Likewise, along the length of the north side, there shall be hangings one hundred cubit long, cubits long. With its twenty pillars and their twenty sockets of bronze, and the hooks of the pillars and their bands of silver. And along the width of the court on the west side shall be the shall be hangings of fifty cubits with their ten pillars and their ten sockets. The width of the court on each side shall be fifty cubits. The hangings on one side of the gate shall be fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and their three sockets. And on the other side shall be hangings of fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and their three sockets. For the gate of the court thou shall be a screen of twenty cubits long, woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen, made by a weaver it shall have four pillars and four sockets all of the all the pillars around the court shall be shall have bands of silver their hooks shall be of silver and their sockets of bronze the length of the court shall be 100 cubits the width 50 throughout and the height 5 cubits made of fine woven linen and the sockets of bronze all the utensils of the tabernacle for all the servants All his pegs and all the pegs of the court shall be bronze. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, as we keep pointing out, our God is a God of details, right? Yes. Yes. So, the... There's a few things to break down, right? As we discuss the, the court of the tabernacle the first and notice how there are still or the the curtains are still of linen right yes Yes. we've already kind of discussed that a little bit but 
also, you have 20 pillars, right? Yes. What do we say about 20? I do not remember. It's twice 10, <laughs> right? 10 yes. was what? Divine order, divine order, and or the negative side is judgment, right? Yes. As opposed to 12, which is perfection and governmental order, right? Does everybody understand yes. the difference? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So 20, 20 pillars and 20 sockets. So divine order, right? Um, squared. Or not square, excuse me. <laughs> Divine order uh, doubled, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's made of what? Fine woven linen, white. Well, that's the linens. But these pillars and the sockets are made of? Bronze. Bronze. Hmm. What did bronze, uh, what was bronze defined for or representative of? The nature of man? Mm-hmm. Human nature. nature. Mm-hmm. Human nature. Notice this is on the outside, right? So, yes. So, in other words, the tabernacle, the holy place, and the most holy or holy of holies, right? Is silver and gold, right? Yes. yes. This is the area surrounding that, and it's made of bronze, mm. right? So, human nature. Also, this is where we found what other objects? Uh, the altar, the bronze altar, and it looks like there's a a basin and a, a table. Mm-hmm. Is it the a basin? Menorah there? Yes. What's that? The menorah? Is that no, the that's in the nope. actual that's tabernacle. That's tabernacle. contained within the tabernacle. Right, because think about um, it. The, outer, the outside court has the sunlight to light it. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes and sense. Inside the tent, there's... You know, the sun is blocked, so there'll need to be a covering. I mean, a light source inside. (laughs) Now, it's interesting looking at the size of this as well, right? The size of the court? Of the court, yes. It's 100 cubits by 50 cubits, Mm -hmm. right? 50 cubits represented what? Jubilee, restoration. Jubilee, yes. Restoration and in the New Testament, 50, right, uh, is where we get pentecost from Mm -hmm. so the giving of the holy spirit right yes Yes. okay which is still so at the core of that right still reason for celebration yes yes okay now the hundred what do you know or remember of a hundred in scripture Tell us, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see. Okay. So, there, so there's, a, there's a, a few different things, right? Uh, uh, so I'll give you this first. All right. Abraham was 100 years old, right, when Isaac was born. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, who, uh, who's Isaac? Was the rightful heir to the promises made by God to Abraham with the mm-hmm. covenant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is also, um, well, Jesus talked about many parables or and said in his parables gave the number 100 right mm-hmm. talks about the 99 uh, sheep exactly mm-hmm. and one goes away and the and the shepherd goes and recovers the one 
and then there is celebration, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So goes, gets the one, returns him, restores him, and there's celebration, right? Yes. Um, yes. There is also the parable of the unjust steward, right? And he reduces the debt of one person from 100 measures down to 80 and lessens the debt owed to others, right? So about wisely using the resources God gave him, right? Um, there is also, um, excuse me, Jacob was bought for 100 pieces of silver. Joseph? Joseph, excuse me. Thank you very much. Joseph was bought for 100 pieces of silver. Also, it deals with the promises of the Lord. Um, God promised for obedience that he would give the Israelites military victories, right? Mm -hmm. Five yes. would be able to overcome 100 of their enemies. And uh, 100 would put 10,000 to flight, right? It would be victorious over 10,000. 100 yes. Israelites would, put, would be victorious over 10,000, right? Yes. 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 So say what scripture? What um That's Leviticus twenty six, seven and eight. Okay. Keep going, honey. Um let's see. So there's also uh, if you will, this is a, a different style of reference, right? But the apostle John is said to have died uh, last, they claim he's the last surviving member of the original 12 and dies around the year 100 AD, right? Known as the apostle that Jesus loved, right? That's how he writes about himself. Mm -hmm. So you see all these different elements given here, right? Um, and other places in scripture are, the courts are written about as they will, the Gentiles, the nations, will trample over them for a time, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, even in this, right, even in the, the most extreme circumstances, the nation's trampling over the courts, right, or the courts being given to the nations and them trampling over it, you still see God's love. You still see him providing his Holy Spirit in there, right? You still see freedom and jubilee and restoration. Mm -hmm. And all those things are contained within this area, right? As well as health, wealth, prosperity, right? All those as a result of his love. Amen. Everything is contained here as a result of what lies beyond. And and by that, I mean the actual tabernacle and all those things, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I just want to point some of those things out, okay? Because there are, are God's a God of details. Yes, and we is. see this in every pattern, right? Everything in here is descriptive and depicts things already in the heavenlies. It also demonstrates to us or reveals Jesus in them mm -hmm. and how it applies to our lives, right? So in this course, right, we talked about this is where the altar is. Jesus came from where? From heaven and dwelt amongst the people, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So isn't that exactly where the altar is? As soon as you come into the courts, the courtyard, right? The court of the tabernacle. The first thing you come to is the altar. Mm -hmm. A living sacrifice, right? All those things, right? 
Yes. And she gives you that from amongst the people? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And it's the nations. Israel still is, in fact, a nation. And the Lord has said yes. even himself, right? Not all are Israel who are of Israel. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, it's not just about what you were born into, mm-hmm. but it's about your heart towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then also loving your neighbor as yourself, right? Yes. yes. So, um, just wanted to point some of those things out initially. And um, also, uh, in verses 16, right? Um, I'll say it in this way. Yeah, so in verses 16, there is a, the gate to the court. And what do you see, or what do you read and see about this gate? It's 20 cubits long. Okay. Woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen. Um, and it has four pillars and four sockets. Okay. Which means they're in chunks of five. Like you have to have like five separated to have 20. Okay. But there's four. What was four about? Praise. Praise. Worship, right? Yes. Yes. And also, as you pointed out, honey, there is about, there's, I'll say us joining with the Godhead, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and us joining with Him, right? But this is also, again, how it pertains to our life. You enter into this, and it should be a life full of praise, right? Thanksgiving and praise. Exactly. Amen. But also the colors. You see this consistently throughout. You see it in the entrance to the the holiest of holies. You see it in the entrance to uh, the actual tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing this in the entrance just to the, the courts of the tabernacle. Right? Yes. So again, these are different aspects of our Lord and Savior. Right? The blue yes. representing his priesthood, his royal priesthood. The purple representing his kingship as the king of glory red as our savior and through the shedding of his blood and white as the son of god and his righteousness right so you keep yes. seeing these same patterns displayed throughout this right yes um and again it keeps describing all these things uh, especially we skip down to 18 and 20, talking about how, again, 100 cubits, but all these are to be done for the work of the service, right? Yes. Uh, verse 19, all the utensils of the tabernacle for all its service, all its pegs, its pegs of the courts, shall be of bronze. And the pegs were there to help, I'll say, tie down, if you will, hold up these pillars. Mm. Right? Yes. Okay. Just so everybody's tracking, everybody understands that, right? Okay. Yes. And in there, there's also a representation because the peg has to be nailed to the ground or um, placed in the ground, right? With so much sticking up, Mm -hmm. right? If you ever nail down any tent, right? Yes. So, which also is symbolic of death or burial and resurrection, right? Yes. So, um, I want to open the floor up at this time. 
that's that's not capturing everything, but just to kind of help lead some of this discussion so we can understand some things. And then I want to open up now for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you about, and then ask any questions you have. All right? Okay. Okay. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right. I promise. Okay. First, Lord is talking to me about what the the court, what the boundary around the tabernacle, and how the Lord is talking to me about how the Lord never leaves us without a covering. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord showed me that. So inside of certain places, there's creatures like bears and wolves. Mm-hmm. But inside of Israel, I believe there, I they had lions and bears. And so the Lord's talking to me about that He didn't leave them without an area to be, be with, so that they get harmed or endangered. Okay. It, he he has always protected. That's right. Those uh-huh. that are His, but in particular, we're talking about the children of Israel. Um, they had the cloud by day and the pillar of fire. And when we saw them coming out of Egypt. We saw that the fire came and positioned itself, which we know that was the Lord with them, um, between Egypt and Israel. So literally this impassable, impenetrable wall of fire was there to create a a barrier, um, a a fence, a wall around them so that the adversary could not hurt or harm them, especially until they were um, faith-wise ready to proceed. That's a very interesting note. Um, want to repeat that, honey? Yes. So you remember when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they ran, the Lord told them Mm -hmm. to go towards this place. And then the adversary said, oh, they're going to be trapped. Here they are before my gods and I'm going to get them. And so what was at their, they were at the sea, but then on the other side coming towards them was Egypt. And there really was nowhere for them to go. So the pillar of fire came between them and they stayed there. It wasn't just like a five minute scene. Mm-hmm. You know, they stayed there and they were crying out. And then Moses went to God and the Lord said, why are you talking to me? What's in your hand? Mm-hmm. You know what to do. But initially when they arrived at this location, they were like, what do we do? What do we do? Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, the people in in true human fashion are crying and wailing and thinking about going back, talking mm-hmm. about they're going to be killed out there and, you know, doing all of those those emotional things. And the Lord protected them and gave them time to come to their faith, if you will, to come to their, their spiritual senses, which would be Moses going, God, what do mm-hmm. I do? Right? How many times did we sit there going, <laughs> you know, crying and, and talking and discussing, and we haven't said, God, what do we do? Holy Spirit, guide us. Mm-hmm. So he, he did that. And then allowed... Or say allow, but give the Lord the opportunity to move on our behalf, right? Just like he did there. Where then, if you study that out and read the scripture, you see how the angel of the Lord went behind the people and covered them. Right, and that's what I'm talking about. Yes. The Israel, think about if you're driving. They're driving down the street. They're walking with their mm-hmm. carts. They got their people and all that. And in front of them is the sea, and behind them is Egypt. Exactly. Coming to get them. So the pillar of fire overnight came between Egypt and Israel and was their barrier, their guard, their protection until they came to their faith, their, their, their senses in the, in the spiritual realm Amen. to cry out to God and call upon him. So from, 
from what I'm, what I'm seeing spiritually is God gave them a moment to get themselves together and protected them while they were um, doing the natural response and needed a, just a moment to get themselves together faith wise. And so when they were ready and called upon him the way they should have Moses saying, God, you know, what are we going to do? And then God said, well, why are you talking to me? What's in your hand? Lift up your rod. Then their faith was engaged and their faith was in action. And then the waters started departing. The wind came and blew. And that didn't happen in two seconds either. So the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit, the Lord is giving them time by protecting them, being a wall before until they were ready. Right. Being a wall between yes. them and their adversary, which was Egypt until they were ready to to now cross over. The scene is prepared. So for us, as we're looking, we don't always see what God is doing with our natural eyes. Sometimes it looks like nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. And we're, we're pacing back and forth and we're going, Oh, right. And we're, we're crying out. And then we come to ourselves and go, Oh, wait, let me ask you, Holy spirit. What do we do? Right. So he gives us a chance to come to our faith senses, if you will, our faith standpoint and our covenant, um, demand if you will relying upon the covenant that we have with him to use our faith to speak the word we have the name of jesus now we have the holy spirit um which would be our rod lift up the name of jesus Uh declare the promises he's already made lord you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me lord you said that you would be an enemy to my enemies you said that you would cause my enemies to be at peace with me because my ways are pleasing to you all of those things, and the Lord will put that word in our mouth that we need. Like he said, he gave Moses the rod, correct? Yes. God yes. gave it to him. So Moses didn't go pick up a stick from somewhere else and hold it up. He took the word that God gave him. He took the command that God gave him and then was able to let his faith be active. And the Holy Spirit was there and carried out what the plan and the will of God was to do for them. So likewise, he's doing that for us as well. We may not be able to see it, and I'm certainly ministering and speaking to myself at this time as well. I may not always see what God is doing, but I know his character and I know his nature. And if he was good to them, he's good to me. So that was what I was referencing. Back to you, my love. (laughs) Thank you, Mom. You're welcome, baby. And then with the white linen curtain, the Lord is talking to me about that. That's how he wants us to be. He wants us to be pure. Mm-hmm. And I'll have splatters all over us. Like mud and such. So. Where he says, be holy for I am holy. Or depending on your translation, be righteous for I am righteous. Right? Yes. Okay. Um. To build off of both of you were saying or what you both were saying um do you guys know where the the tabernacle was located in the center of the camp the center of the camp Amen. so Amen. the very center and you can look at this a, a couple a couple different ways right yes these are all supposed to be and not supposed to be, but they were God's chosen people. They are God's chosen people, right? Yes. But what does he say? Come out from the people and separate yourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or said in uh, Hebrews 12, right? Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight 
and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged to your souls. Mm-hmm. Now I bring that up because in Exodus 33, I have to find the verse, if you will, so please give me a moment. Sure. Um, 33 verse 11. Um, well, I'll, we'll start in verse 9. Um, oh no, we'll start in verse 8. Forgive me. <laughs> That's okay. One of them. So, we'll get there. Exodus 33, verse 8. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle <clears throat> that all the people arose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped, each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face, as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. So even amongst the people... His own people. He separated himself to remain in the presence of the Lord. Right? Yes. So, promise you brought up about the the curtains of fine linen, right? That surrounded the the courts of the tabernacle, right? Yes. And and the tabernacle itself, right? Yes. Does the scripture not tell us that we are the righteousness in Christ Jesus? We are the righteousness of God, yes. In Christ Jesus, exactly. Which we meet Christ at the beginning, at the entrance, right? It's displayed, well, initially. Well, I'll say again, because we've studied this from the inside out, right? That's how it's written in scripture, which also goes to when he says, hey, make sure you clean the inside of the cup, not just the outside, right? Don't look holy and righteous is what Jesus is saying to the Pharisees, right? Don't give the appearance of being righteous, but the inside is, is unclean, right? But clean the inside. But here, even at the beginning in the outside, you saw the, in the gate to this, to the, the courts of the tabernacle, four different aspects of Christ are met right at the beginning. Yes? Yes. Yes. And then there is the bronze, um, not labor, excuse me, uh, the altar of bronze, the bronze altar, right? Yes. For sacrifice. Okay. So the whole point and purpose is not to remain there, though. Right? Isn't that what the Lord says to his people through the, the prophets, especially in the Old Testament? He He admonishes them because he says the refining goes on in vain. It never ends, right? Yes. The whole point and purpose of the refining 
especially if you listen to the previous podcast, right? It's to become conformed to the image of Christ. It's not to just remain, but it's to actually be able to enter in to the holy place and the most holy place. I know at this time it was only left for the high priest, right? Yes. yes. And only at select times. But again, this was all, it's all a, a type and shadow of what already exists, right? The original in the heavenlies. But it's also to reveal Christ in us. And, and that is the most important thing, Christ in us, right? He always meant to dwell amongst his people. Mm-hmm. And the fullness of the Godhead lives and dwells in us. So, so this matters. This should be part of us, who we are, but what we do. How We should be applying this to our life, not just remaining in the refining process and then continually refining and refining and refining. That, that does happen, but it, there is a point and a purpose to the refining mm-hmm. that we are made into the, or conform to the image of Christ, right? In his, in his image and his likeness, exhibiting his character, his nature, and his attributes in us and in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's kind of like when, um, so yes, there's, there's two sides of this. While we're continually being refined, before God, it it means that we're not, and what you're saying, sweetheart, not going over the, this over and over again, not pulling out the same impurities over and over again. So God picks up the lies and, and he purifies that out of you. And then you go take it and put them back in there. And, and all you're working on is working on lying or ungodliness of that kind of nature, whatever it is, doing the same things over and over. Mm-hmm. But there is a continuation from this point of being, um, impure to going to pure right faith to faith victory to victory that we're continually moving even though we're being refined as we go but it's not us just sitting in one spot and we're doing the same things over and over and over and over and over in this refining process paul described it as um you should be teachers by now but you're still at by this point you should be teachers but you're still requiring to go over the the principal things the elemental things of god and you're just laying over the same foundation that's not what the Lord wants for us. He wants us to progress. So once he deals with, um, you know, lying as example, once he deals with that, that's done. And we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now we're moving on to language. Okay, now we finish that. Now we're moving on to um, godliness, love, In whatever every it is. area and aspect of our lives. Right, but moving through things versus mm-hmm. staying on one thing over and Correct. over, circling the proverbial mountain. Because if we're doing that, wouldn't we be doing, well, it's said in Scripture, trampling the courts, right? That that the courts were given. Trampling the Son of God underfoot. Trampling, yes, which also is trampling the Son of God underfoot. And didn't Jesus say that, the one who betrayed him? He was there, he dwelt with him, he lived with him, right? Talking about Judas Iscariot. Mm -hmm. All those things, but then he he says, the one who betrayed me is the one who has, he's lifted up his heel against me. Mm -hmm. Talking about the same trampling thing. So I bring this up again as, I understand it's heavy and it's weighty, but it's not to condemn anyone. I mean it solely to encourage you to not remain in this forever refining process on the same things over and over and then picking it back up and then having to refine yourself. and Being delivered from it, the same Right, over and over and over day again. Day after day after day. The, the scripture does tell us not to be entangled again with the sin that we have already been delivered from. Exactly. So... 
I guess that's that's the biggest point I felt led to make with this is let's move forward. Let's mature mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and grow in the things of Christ. Amen. Oh, and I just wanted to correct this. When I was we were talking about Exodus chapter 14, the the Lord giving, protecting the children of Israel while he was giving them time to come to themselves mm-hmm. and move on to the next, um, you know, engage your faith and get in, you know, crossover as the Lord provided or already ordained. I said the pillar of fire, but it was the cloud. That was between them and Egypt yes. protecting them. Dark, providing, making it dark on one side for Egypt and light on the other side for mm-hmm. Israel. So I just wanted to make sure I said that correctly. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So we're going to pause there for today because it's a lot and we're kind of going over in time. But um, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Thank you, my dear. Lord, we just thank you for your divine perfect protection, mm-hmm. Lord, and for your provision, Lord, that you give us. God, we just thank you for being our shield, and we thank you for the wisdom that you impart to us, Lord, the equipping that you've done, Lord. We thank you for refining us, Lord, as silver and testing us as gold, Lord, and we're thankful that you have made us your own and that you call us sons and daughters, Lord, that you have made a place in heaven for us, Lord, Mm -hmm. and that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, Lord, because we believed in our hearts and confessed with our mouths that your son, Jesus the Christ, is Lord. Mm. And so we just thank you for that today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.